Good morning. Good morning. It was nice chatting to all of you. You can take your seats now. We had slight change of plan, so I'm going to start things off here by, by looking at the two overseas missions uh, that, we, that we support as Encounter Church. And the good news is that I've got a lot of photos and, and videos, so you'll actually get to see some of the impact that, um, from all of your support. So that's, that's the good thing. But uh, our main overseas mission that we support is the work of Elim Cambodia. And we've been partnering with them for quite a few years now. And, and we have sent a number of people over there, actually, from, from our church. Is, is anyone here who's, who's been to Cambodia? Anyone here? We've got a few people, a few people. So you, you can... Uh, you can talk to them after, but they, they also came to us a number of times, so we've had a very strong connections with Elim Cambodia for, for a number of years. And they have, a, they have a number of different ministries that their work focuses on. So I'll just give a brief summary of, of the different ministries. They have a main church in, in Phnom Penh, which is the capital of Cambodia. And they also run the Be Free Cambodia project, which looks after and rehabilitates women who were trafficked and sexually exploited. So it's a brilliant ministry that they do. And they also have the Early Learning Center, which provides education for disadvantaged families and teaches the children about, uh, about Christian faith. And a number of you actually support some of the children individually, uh, uh, Directly, so so that's uh, that's great. Again, that provides another link between between us and, and Elim Cambodia. They've recently started the dormitory program. You might not have heard about it. This is a this is a, this is only quite recent, and that helps young people from the poor countryside to come into the city and and study at university. And they help them with, with jobs, and they also focus on on discipleship. So some of them are Christians, some of them are not, and and they they disciple all of them. Then they run the guest house where foreign missions. Uh, mission teams can stay. And finally, they are really passionate about reaching remote parts of Cambodia with, where there's minimal Christian presence with the good news of Jesus Christ. They are really into church planting in these, in these remote villages. And I'll now play a video from Pastor Chamnap, who is the leader of the work there. He'll give you a quick summary of what's been happening there recently. This is your friend from Cambodia. Today, I am very honored and happy to give you some updates of what has been happening in Cambodia over the year 2021. And uh, what are we going to do? What our plan is for 2022? So first of all, I would like to wish you a happy new year and hope you have had a great holidays and a great start of the year. And uh, many blessings to you, to your family. And thank you so much for your support, for your trust, and for always praying for us. And we really appreciate that a lot. As you know, in Cambodia, we have a couple of main programs, which we call ministries. We have Be Free. This last month, we have one more client. 
uh, to attend our program. And we also have one more uh, graduate, one client who graduated from the program. And she now goes back to live with her parents at her home village. And we still support her by... Um, a lot of you uh, sent over the support, so we managed to collect those and uh, managed to get her and her family uh, 100 ducks, and we hope that uh, they will sell ducks every morning and to generate incomes so that she does not need to migrate to the city, which is, to her, is a dangerous place and uh, it's so easy to be uh, tricked into uh, her past experience. So we really appreciate that and we hope that this small business uh, that uh, she is going to do with her parents would protect her and would uh, uh, increase her livelihood. And uh, we really appreciate your blessings and appreciate your supports. And as for ELC, uh, this month we are able to open to uh, children of our staff and also to our former uh, children who used to be with us and now we have 14 children and uh, we expect to have more in the near future in next month because we are going to open for publics and we hope with our new uh, facility we could uh, manage to get a couple more so the numbers will be around 20 or 25 children max and as for church planting, we are very excited that now we can come back to worship God in person into our building. And we have a regular around 30 to 40 people coming on Sundays. And we are so happy that we can praise the Lord in persons and interact to one another and pray for one another after the service and it's really something that we long for and uh, uh, we now can do this and it's, it's really nice. It's really nice to come back and uh, the sense of normality has uh, returned a little bit, bit by bit. Uh, for, uh, our, for the Plumping Church as well, we have uh, established our dormitory program for boys and girls who finished high school in the province and wants to come and stay in the city. We have facility for that and now we have eight girls from the province and eight boys from the province who are attending the university as well as working part-time. And in total we have 16 uh, young men and women and they stay with us. They, we provide those facilities for them. We, uh, manage to get scholarship for them to go to university as well as um, support them in uh, finding jobs. And every morning they have their Bible studies uh, with Pastor Zarat. And they, they are so into uh, the program, they're so into the that, uh, that Gospels, and we hope that uh, they soon they will decide to get baptized. Uh, a lot of them are not Christians, a few of them are. And we pray that uh, together we will have a lot of uh, people believe in Christ and we will disciple them uh, properly this time. It's, it's one of our discipleship program. And as for church planting, it's very exciting. We uh, keep on um, uh, running a, a prayer movement, online prayer movement every week. Uh, Pastor Sumbo has been leading this uh, prayer movement 
online with our partners from the province every Tuesday and and Thursdays. And uh, every every Tuesday and Thursday, we have around 15, uh, 17 or 18 people representing uh, all of <coughs> all of our partners in uh, the provinces. And uh, we prayed, we spent time praise and worship, uh, praying and uh, encouraging one another. It is, it's been a blessing. And I have a very exciting news for you. And uh, this, I keep it the, it, the last because um, in 2022, this year, we want to win another province for Christ. We, you all know about the story of Cape, that uh, the smallest province of Cambodia. We had a vision three years ago. Now, Cape is the Christian province with every single village has a house church. And I really appreciate your support and your prayer. And please continue to support, continue to pray for the province of Thailand. It is the second smallest province of Cambodia. Uh, in Thailand, they have um, 70, uh, 76 uh, villages in every uh, in all the provinces with population of 37,393 people. And in, uh, we had initial meeting with the Christian Association leaders there, and he said, you know what? There are 20 villages out of 76 villages has a house church age. And he want to partner with us to get 56 more villages to have a house church. So on the 14th and 15th, 16th of this month, and I will be traveling to meet him, the Christian Association leader, along with those 20 plus village pastors coming together and have a fellowship and I will be casting out the vision and meet them and get to know them and plan for the vision casting which will happen in March. So we want to see every village in Cape has a house church. So please join me to pray and this is a very exciting journey. And, um, and uh, we need support in prayer a lot. And this is something you can pray for us. And uh, thank you so much for all the blessings over the years. And thank you. We are looking forward to partnering with you and uh, so that we can pray for one another. And God bless you and have a good uh, month ahead. Thank you. The good thing about being uh, such an international and diverse church is that we, we, we understand foreign accents quite well, so hopefully you were able to, to pick up most of it. But this was, uh, this was uh, Chamnab, the, the, the leader of, of Elim Cambodia, who, who, sent this, who sent this video. And uh, one of the, well, there's, there's two things that we can do from a distance to, to, to support the work. We can help financially and we can pray. As Pastor Phil mentioned earlier, we'll, we'll have prayer meeting tonight. So we'll pick up some of, some of these prayer points uh, uh, tonight. You can see um, there's just a few prayer points that I wrote down, but you don't need to be limited by them, but just, just to help us focus around these few points. But let's move on to the second uh, overseas mission work that we support, and that is called United Vision Nepal. Now, we don't have as much personal connection with them as we have with Cambodia, 
But uh, UVN is a brilliant and fruitful ministry that we were able to, to sow into for, for years. Now, they mainly work in remote parts of Nepal and help disadvantaged uh, people groups. And their vision is to reach every village in Nepal. Uh, the way they work is that they, they first practically help people uh, through, through diverse programs and, and, and relief aid and training programs. They, they help communities in need so that they can experience the love of God in this way first. And it's very effective. And uh, we've got a map just so you can see uh, some of the areas they were focusing on last year. And um, again, they hopefully you, know, you all know where Nepal is, is uh, the northern part of, of India, between India and, and China. They've been focusing on the, on the part uh, near, near India uh, this, this last year mainly. And uh, we've got also a little summary of some of, the, some of the things that they were able to achieve last year. I don't know if it's, if it's too small, but there's a, there's a number, number of, of things that they were able to do. They've, they've, they've impacted over 5,000 people's lives last year. And down at the bottom, you might see that they've established nearly 30 churches just in the, in the last year. And, and nearly 350 people became new believers in Christ. And that was during the pandemic. As I mentioned, that really fruitful and impactful ministry there. And we as a church, we are able to, to support them in their work. And I've got, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a few photos um, so you can see some of the work that they do. They, they feed the, the, the poor. It's been, the, the poverty has been um, increased uh, d- during the pandemic. It's had a really negative impact on, on some of the poor people, so they've been really helpful with that. Um, we've got, uh, next, we've got uh, water that they, that they help people with. They help with cleaning water, setting up, um, setting up new pumps. You can see that some of these people, they, they have to... They used to travel half an hour just just to pick up some some uh, some water to to drink and to to clean with, but uh, but they they help them set up these these pumps or or they even for schools they they set up uh, these um, these biofilters that that clean water, and I think there's a few more slides of the water. Yeah, here is one school. You can see some of the, the, the water that people used to drink before they, they helped them clean it. Uh, again, very, very practical ministry. They, they really impact people's lives. And the reason behind this is because of the, the love of God that, that, that drives them, and the people can really see that. And they've got so many diverse projects. Uh, we've got, uh, one second, this is the Safer Motherhood Training. They teach teach mothers how to look after their, 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 their children. Again, very, very important uh, projects. We've got um, hygiene and sanitization training. This is uh, also very important. Again, things that we, we take for granted are not, uh, are not, always, um, are not always present in, in these remote areas. Um, the next one is a nutritional training. OK, 
Again, just basic stuff, but there's still people that, that, that need to be told about these things. And we've got menstrual hygiene uh, training. Again, absolutely crucial. This can totally change uh, some, some, um, these, these uh, young girls' lives when they, when they learn about these things. They not only train them, they also provide all the necessary uh, equipment needed for those things. Um, we have, uh, they, they train people how to farm more effectively and again, give them the tools to, uh, to do that. Um, they also do literacy training. Again, things that we, we, we take for granted, but they, they, this can really impact people's lives as they learn these basic skills. They help with uh, providing PPE for hospitals that, during the pandemic. Uh, goat, goat raising training. Again, all sorts of varied programs. They train local leaders how to look after their communities. They, they, they really help uh, communities in all of these uh, different ways. And I've saved the best for last. This is a biogas... Uh, um, well, there's a little video here. This is a... Oh, a it's so beautiful. Nice. It's a cow donk. Uh, hello. <laughs> this is this is Bab. He's the, he's the leader of the United Vision Nepal, and they build these these toilets and then these these uh, wells where they collect the, the the human and animal waste, and they as they collect it, it produces this gas, and this gas is then is extracted and is used for cooking. It's absolutely genius. Again, this is so in fact impactful for people's lives in many different ways. But um, yeah, so anyone wants to volunteer to go to Nepal and, and help them out? This is the sort of stuff that they do over there. But uh, this is the, the uh, United Vision um, Nepal team. And the, the leader, Bap, he's, he's on the left and um, as, I, as I mentioned, uh, we'll, be, we'll be having a prayer meeting tonight. It will be on Zoom, and all of us, maybe we could set a nice background like you saw on the last photo, just to, just to make us feel a bit, a bit closer to, uh, to, to where they were. And again, there's a few prayer points. These are the objectives that they set for this, for this year, 2022. They want to establish 30 new churches in these, in these villages and they want to disciple and train 100 new, uh, new leaders. And they also, again, they, they have so many projects. They're trying to make them a bit more financially sustainable as well. And they're looking for more, more partners uh, to, to, to help them with their, with their fundraising. But this was, this was just a quick summary of, of some of the overseas work that we do. But just to finish with, in Acts 1, chapter, uh, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8... Jesus tells us that when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, we should witness first in uh, witness about Him first in Jerusalem, then in all Judea and Samaria, and finally also to the ends of the earth. And what that means for us is that we should not neglect building the kingdom of God both close to us, right here in our community but also far away from us, in places we might never even visit, 
but we should not neglect building the kingdom of God again, in, in, these, in these varied spheres. And so I want to thank you that, that for your support that enables us as a church to, to do both of these things. Thank you. That's great. Thanks, Andy. And there are two nations that we've been supporting for um, uh, many years. Uh, and uh, we're going to move on now to look at, uh, in a moment, a new nation that we're going to be supporting as a church, particularly the church at Weedy Castle. And, uh, but it's great to have Tim with us uh, here. Now, Tim is uh, on the team at Elim's uh, Missions nationally, and uh, he's just hot-footed it from Weedy Castle. And uh, I just wanted to, do you, want, do you want to come up and join me, Tim? Let's give Tim a welcome. And... Uh, I'll put a picture up because I just wanted to check whether, because not people, you know, people when they send, put pictures on websites, they don't tend to look like that now. So I just wanted to check. You do look like that now. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's a recent picture. Yeah, no better looking, unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's great to have you. Do you want to take a, a seat, Tim? That'll be cool. We just thought we'd uh, sit. So I don't know whether got your best side or the yeah no if you sit that side yeah know, i'm not anything. yeah i'm not even too sure about that unfortunately but anyway <laughs> it's great to be here thank you now tim can ask tim one or two um questions so you are on the staff at Heenim headquarters how many is in the missions team at the moment oh right there's um there's a number of us full-time so one two three there's probably, between full-time and part-time, there's probably about eight or nine of us. Okay. And then there's two in Northern Ireland as yeah, well, which, yeah. which count as part of our, our team, but we don't see them in real life. That right, often. okay. We do, we're not sure. Well, I'm not sure whether they've got legs, because I've, <laughs> I've only seen them on, on Zoom so far. Yeah. Now, I believe you, you're, I don't know if you, you call him your boss, Ian Hesketh, yes. used to be at this church, used to be the pastor yeah, here. Yeah, I'd heard a rumour. No, yeah, I came down yeah. to see him when he was down here, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, he's my boss. So how long have you been on the team there, Tim? So I, I joined, um, <laughs> I don't know it's prophetic, I joined April the 1st last year. Um, so I've been there about 10 months so far. Um, and then I was up in Huddersfield, I was a pastor at Huddersfield Church for the last 10 years. Okay. Um, so yeah, moving down pandemic was, yeah, interesting. Nice, nice. So did you have to be good at goat raising to get this job? I've, I've never, never raised a goat in my life. Is that right? I, 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 have, I have to admit. Not on so. your CV, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your main role there, Tim? So um, my, my main role, I was, I was employed to do compliance, but I think um, people weren't expecting a pastor to apply for the role. So my background is um, prior to coming full-time into ministry, I had my own business. Yeah. And then we went, um, my wife and I were involved in mission um, short-term, going and visiting particularly Spain, but other parts of Europe. Um, for around about 13, 14 years, felt the yeah. call of God to actually go and do that full time. So we went and supported the church in Spain for yeah. three years yeah. um, as missionaries and then being a pastor. So yeah. when the role came up, I, I phoned Ian and just said, look, I'm, I'm just exploring this because it seems like a good mix, having the business side of things, which gives me the compliance, mm-hmm. um, the missionary, so knowing what missionaries actually go through, some of the yeah. emotions, sure. some of the journey, but also having worked at a local church level, um, understanding some of the pressures of, of yeah. the local church yeah. and how yeah. to connect with that. Yeah. Well, we're going to put a slide up, and I think it's all the different uh, countries, nations, 
in yellow that um, where Ely Missions are um, ministering. Obviously, yep. there are people that live there mostly. What proportion of those nations would be um, people who are you know within those nations already, or what proportion would we be sending people? So, so we've we've got um, seventy two missionaries. Um, but we've then got um, 106 uh, partner organisations. Okay. And then um, because of the compliance, because uh, Elam operates as one charity, so any money which goes um, out of the country, yeah. uh, we do all the compliance sure. for. So there's mm. another 250 member organisations. Yeah. Um, so to understand how that works, uh, someone like Bob would be one of our missionaries. Right. But um, UVN Nepal would be one of our partner organisations. Yeah, yeah. And then they would also might be connected with some member organisations yeah, yeah. within the, the yeah, country as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's quite, a, quite a spread, really. Yeah, no, there's a lot, lot of nations, and I assume that's increasing all the time. I it, it is. In fact, that map needs updated because there's one of our partners who's steadily working his way up Western Africa and okay. some stuff which we, we can't report on because right, of some of the nations right, that he right. goes in, into, um, but just seeing some tremendous works of God, particularly up that side great, of the great. country. Now, one new nation for us anyway is a church, um, Encounter Church, uh, particularly Weedy Castle, um, is supporting is in Macedonia. That's right, yeah. Yeah, could you tell us a little bit about what's going on in Macedonia and, uh, yeah, so people get a bit of flavour as to what to pray into. So we, we've got Elam Macedonia itself, which is one of our partner organisations. Um, some guys actually from the country there. Um, uh, Wheelie Castle is particularly partnering with um, Ian and Katie and their, their children mm-hmm. and Scott, who um, have all gone out from our Warrington Church, King's Church, and I'm just looking at uh, doing some training within the churches, setting up a Macedonia house of prayer, um, but also trying to network with some of the churches and uh, provide a little bit more vision mm-hmm. for what's going on there. Yeah. So they've embedded themselves in, in the local community. And again, I've just seen um, great opportunities to raise up uh, gospel communities. There's probably two focuses which Ian has brought, and it may be some of the language which he had here beforehand, which he's just transferred. But um, first looking at uh, gospel communities, where, where can we, we can see, um, sometimes where there can't be a church, there's groups of Christians okay. um, who can just join together and start to uh, worship together, pray together, but also to see the kingdom come into that place mm-hmm. and it expanded. The other thing is that we're looking in this season for um, partner with the, with the Spirit to see the renewal of all things under the Lordship of, of yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So it's looking for those moments where um, I think we found that sometimes uh, when we were missionaries, we, we had a vision. God set it on our heart to go and actually do something in a particular village, and then we got there and found that actually God was already doing things in the village. You know, he's ahead of us on, the, on those type of things. Yeah. So um, looking for where is God already working and how can we partner with that and strengthen it and um, bring some support to what's going on. And, yeah, Ian, Katie, Scott particularly um, are just doing a great job. Yeah. They're mainly based in uh, Skopje. Skopje. I'm trying to remember how to say it properly, but it's in the main the main part. Um, had Ian and Katie with us just a couple of weeks ago, and um, it was just we met them in a park because we, it was during the time where you weren't allowed to meet in buildings, right. and um, their kids were just going a little bit crazy. And we recognised that from when we were missionaries ourselves, uh, they'd gone into the time where they were moving from travel lodge to travel lodge oh, and okay, just yeah. some of the craziness. And we said, oh, come on around, we'll, we'll get a takeaway or something. When they came around, they said, 
oh, can we go to the chippy? Hmm. So n normally we'd be looking at something maybe a little bit more highbrow than that, but not that I've got anything against chips. I was brought up just outside Liverpool, but that was what they wanted. And we yeah. took them across, and it was really interesting. Um, while we're in, in the, the chippy, then the, the, Ian starts taking photos of the kids. And I could see the people behind the counter just sort of looking on. And I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for those um, opportunities where you can interact and just bring Jesus into to it. So they're looking over. And, um, and I said, what's going on? I said, well, they've, they've never been in a chippy before. So I was like, oh, right, why, where are they from? I said, Macedonia. Oh, right, Okay. So I said, do you know where Macedonia is? So they're like, well, not too sure. Do you know where Bulgaria is? No. <laughs> Albania? No. Kosovo? No. Well, we eventually settled on just north of Greece. Okay. Um, so if, if you're wondering this morning where Macedonia is, just north of Greece is, is probably helpful. But they're, they're working mainly in sculpture, and then there's another a place called Stip. Um, the, the place where they live... Um, is uh, it's like a massive housing estate, mainly of tower blocks, okay. and they're just yeah. trying to embed themselves into the community, partly learn the language better, um, and find out what's going on yeah, with the culture, yeah, yeah. Um, but then work with the local churches. Wow, very good, very good. So the Zedium Church is in Macedonia as well, so which, right, is, yes. which, which is great to hear. Now, um, so people can get more information on the website because I, I noticed that about Macedonia. So if anybody here is thinking, you know, just beginning to get a feel of a call that my, God might want me to minister overseas at some point through Elim, what would be kind of some obvious initial steps just to get that process going? They're not, they don't need to buy their plane ticket yet, do they? But, uh. not, just, not just yet. We're just getting to the point where we can explore short-term teams again. So we're, okay. just, we're just starting to look at that coming out of COVID. So that could be one of your first steps is yeah. just saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for a week or a couple of weeks. Um, we're looking at some teams which will be more evangelistic, just getting on the ground, we'll look at yeah. some which will be. For those of you who like doing a bit of work, we've got um, some working parties for people who like to go and get their hands dirty and, yeah, yeah. and give a bit of a hand. We, we haven't yet got any of the, the mud things which <laughs> Bob had. but You've not got a class for that no. yet? Or... No. That would be, um, so that would, that would probably be a first step, having conversations yes. about that. Um, we have a missions academy, which takes place over about uh, nine or ten months over a year, yes. which is training for our missionaries. But this year, we're just starting to put in place something before that. So because it's quite a commitment to committing to that, you've, it's probably more for people who've decided, actually, that is probably the next step, yes. and, and yes. I need to be trained. So it's going to be over a couple of, a couple of weekends where you can just explore what it means to be in mission, what, what it means to look at the culture that you go into, where you might need to be trained up, where you might need Great. to get your skills going. Brilliant. So you'll be around at the end, will you, oh, so people can be, yeah. uh, grab you at the end and chat with you and ask you some, chat. some questions. That would be really good. Uh, thanks that for that, Tim. So we're going to move kind of seamlessly on to one of our local mission agencies that we support called CAP, Christians Against Poverty. Some of you will be familiar with those. Um, now, we're going to have a CAP Sunday at some point, so we're not going to stick on it too much at this moment in time, but they, CAP is just excellent at helping people out of crippling debt. They don't pay off their debts, but just help them to support them, put budgets together. Um, I'm not going to do it just as explaining it uh, we are going to see a video testimony in a moment, but I remember seeing on Good Morning Britain 
they had a phone-in with, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Martin Lewis, Martin Lewis, that's right. Uh, you'll have heard of him. And uh, he, he's not a believer himself, but he's on Good Morning Britain, and people were phoning in about their debt. And there's one particular lady that phoned in, and she was just devastated and depressed. She didn't want to go out. She didn't want to see anybody. And said, who can I see? And he, says, and he just went through over a minute a list of organizations that people could get in touch with. He says, but, he says, but, if you really want support and encouragement and somebody to stand with you as you, over a period of time, look to get out of debt, he says, I really recommend that you go to Christians Against Poverty. It's not for Christians, but they do it because they're Christians. And as you look to get out of debt, they will stay with you all the step of the way and help you practically. And I felt so proud that, uh, you know, it's a Christian organization. There's three churches that support the CAP Center in this particular district. We, we are one of the three. We will give you more information about CAP in the future, but we've just got a short two-minute testimony for you to watch uh, before we uh, hand over to our last mission agency. That's great. Thanks. It all started when I got into a load of debt, which spiraled out of control. I worked every day. It was a very skilled job um, because I was working long days to try and make ends meet, which I wasn't coping very well. I ended up very poorly, um, off sick from work, um, ended up losing my job. Maggie and I um, went to visit Jackie 12 months ago and she was in a situation where she was anxious about a whole series of things, most notably her debt. First meeting with Cap, Ian, um, he knocked on my door and I was shaking, absolutely uncontrollably shaking. We met with her for an hour the first time and she should, couldn't stop her right arm from shaking. And as we spoke with her, she opened up gradually, slowly about her debts and about her life. When Cap came on board, not once did they make me feel I was being judged. They didn't criticise what I'd done. They made me feel easy, they made me feel happy. Cap seeks to support people in chronic debt, to help them to manage their debt and to pay off their debt in the most appropriate way for them in their individual situation. And we had weekly meetings and they showed me a way out because I was so in the dark, in the dark hole. And slowly, as weeks went on, I was starting to see light and I was starting to feel happy with myself and confident in myself again, which I hadn't done for a long time. We don't just look at debt, we look holistically at people. So we're looking at other issues that might surround them, not just the debt, whether that be mental health issues, whether that be trying to find a job, whatever it is. We'll support people and hold their hands through that process. They don't just come, look at you, look at your letters and think, oh, they actually work for you constantly. But her words just really hit home. She said, you've given me a little bit of hope and I can see that we can move forward together. And over then, over the course of the last 12 months, it's been a gradual process of getting a budget together for her and helping her alongside our guys at head office to pay off her debt. I've got my life back. I've got my happiness back. I'm so happy. And that's all down to cap, 100%. Jackie came with us to a fish and chip evangelistic supper um, back about six months ago and there she really engaged with God, she really turned back to God. It was like an uplift, as if he was in me all the time. I, I, I can't thank God enough, Cap came on board and the fish and chips were absolutely mwah. And from that point on you can see a desire on her part to actually follow God, to read a Bible, to commit to him and put her trust in God again. But this has given me a new lease of life. I, I have got a life now. I've got a purpose for living. That's brilliant. Love to hear Jackie's story. And she's 
many people who have been reached by CAP. Uh, just to say, uh, I was watching um, Martin Luther's show, and he did say, if you are suffering or you are looking for help, um, yeah, CAP is that organization. I sort of jumped out of my seat. I was like, yay, Christians Against Poverty. That's, that's us as we support them as an aid. One of the other missionary um, agencies that we support is Agape, and our love for Daryl and Maureen Carrot to join me on stage. Just give her a round of applause. Just grab the mic on your way in. Lovely. Take a seat here. First question is, is this your best side? <laughs> well, it's my emotional side after that video. <laughs> I love Cap. They always make me cry. Oh, brilliant. So, everyone, this is Daryl and Maureen, uh, and they're here based at Encounter Church. Um, how long have you guys been here at Encounter Church? Uh, we came to Birmingham in July 2018. And then probably started coming along regularly to the church around November, December 2018. So, what's that, three years, two years? Oh, wow. He can count. (laughs) (laughs) And where were you coming from? Um, We were coming from Surrey. We are church in Caterham in Surrey. Um, Has been our sort of home-based church for many years, although we haven't lived there all the time. But we, yeah, that's where we moved up from. Oh, brilliant. Um, can you give us an overview of the work that you guys do for Agape? I'm the city coordinator for Agape um, in, in Birmingham. So my job is to meet with church leaders um, and to see how we as an organization can help them train and help the church members become more effective in evangelism and discipleship. So Agape's emphasis is evangelism and discipleship, and we do that through various, um, various ways. That's not all you do. What else do you do? <laughs> that's my, so that's my job with Agape, um, <laughs> um, basically helping, helping church leaders um, offer their church members training. Um, Our emphasis is evangelism, so personally, because that's really, when we moved to Birmingham, um, previously we've always been directly involved in in evangelism and sharing our faith and discipleship. So when we moved to Birmingham, we thought, well, this is kind of working with Christians, Uh, and and that's good, but it's not as exciting as working with non-Christians. It really isn't. Um, So so we asked and said, "Could could we have some sort of personal ministry ourselves, um, we, we lived in Asia for many years, and we, so we thought, um, could we start working and doing things with the Chinese community in Birmingham? Um, and thankfully, they said yes. So, so we do a lot. You may have seen us um, uh, with Chinese students quite frequently. So we engage a lot with the Chinese community. We, uh, we do activities with them. We have Bible studies with them um, and basically share our faith with them. Um, and I think I've talked about that before. You know, they're so receptive. It's great. And so I, Maureen, and wait, you, oh yeah, go on. I know you've got a specific role as well to play. Thank you. Uh, I was just going to think I was being overlooked. No, so you weren't being overlooked. <laughs> Not being overlooked. Um, I do that with Daryl as well. Um, he's definitely the go get the people, and I'm do the hospitality bit. Um, but um, yeah, my role with Agape, other than that, is on their wellbeing team. Um, over the last few years, I've been at college training to be a counsellor. And now I've sort of moved over to do the spiritual formation module. 
Um, I do it with Waverley Abbey College. If anyone's interested, they're brilliant <laughs> down in Surrey. And um, yeah, so just be available to the staff really with Agape, um, offering counselling, one-to-one groups, do debriefs with, with teams, things like that. Yeah, brilliant. And obviously, because I know you guys a bit more because we've been in the same Connect group. Um, Maureen, where are you at with your um, counselling? So is it finished or are you doing the So, degree? yeah, I, it's, it was a degree course. I decided to stop the counselling bit at diploma, which means I'm a qualified counsellor with a diploma now, which is good. So I can start doing private clients. Um, and I decided to yeah, f- finish my degree with the spiritual formation model so that I can then also, I'm not 100% sure, God knows how I'm going to use it rather than me, but that it involves spiritual direction, coaching and mentoring, pastoral care and that kind of thing. So I will, I've got another 18 months before I finish that. Oh, brilliant. Um, and as a church, we've been supporting Agape. There's been um, different representatives actually before you guys were here. Um, and it's great that you guys are here. Uh, my question to you is, um, we do support you as a church. Um, how else can we support you? What specific, specific prayer points or anything like that that you have on your heart that you feel like we could um, join you along with that? Oh, um, I'm not, straight away, my mind thinks to my personal ministry, uh, as opposed to Agape's ministry. Um, uh, with Agape, our desire is to be networking um, with a thousand churches over the coming um, five years, um, really using our staff to to introduce us to their churches and then the surrounding churches. We, re- we, we want to see the churches rising up and reaching out into the communities. We've got, we've got several ways we do that. We've got a living and telling course, and I know um, Zoe t- took part in that uh, probably a couple of years ago now, and, and someone else as well. Um, so we really want to facilitate the churches reaching out to their communities. So that's something you can be praying for, that more churches will respond um, to our, our offer of helping them to reach out um, to, their neighbor, to their neighborhoods. Um, personally, just continuing with our, our contacts with the, with the Chinese students, for a lot of them, it's, it's a journey. They take a long time to get there. But we've had, you know, we, we just see such encouraging things. We work with the non-Christians. I know Alex and Wendy do a lot with, with um, Christians, um, but we have, we really exclusively work with non-Christians. But they're so open. Um, one girl who came to our Connect group, um, Andy's Connect group, Andy and Zoe's Connect group, last Wednesday, when I invited her along, her first thing she said to me was, at last I can go to a Bible study. She's not a Christian. At last, I can go to a Bible study. Uh, and then another girl came on uh, New Year's Day. We went, did a hike, and uh, another girl came on the hike. And uh, she said, Daryl, I'd, I'd like to go to church. She lives in the town center. I invited her to come here. But she said it's a little bit far. So I put her in touch with a colleague who works in, in the office in, in the jewelry quarter. And she's been going to church, Gas Street she goes to now, every week. Um, not a Christian yet, and I was talking to her on the walk and about where she was at, and she said, you know, I feel like I'm getting closer to God. You know, and, and that's, that's what it's about, isn't it? That's how we, we, want, to, we want to enable all, all of you um, and people in all the churches to, to engage with your friends, your neighbors, the people at work, and just help you to think about how you can be sharing what's in your heart to, the, to, the, to your friends around you. Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you, Daryl and Maureen. And um, yeah, we'll continue praying for you. And yeah, you've got our support as a church. Thank you. Thank you, thank you everyone.
Brilliant. Yeah.